On today's show, we're going to get into the Mavs final roster situation. And did anything else happen in Mavs Twitter or media or anything this weekend? Nope, nothing else happened because it's opening week in the NBA. Let's go! Maybe a disgruntled employee said a bunch of stuff on Twitter. We'll maybe it's dive into that. The NBA. Let's go. There's maybe some t- maybe some tea spilt. We'll talk about that coming up on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks I'm sorry, Mr. Wiley, but Dr. Marvin's out uh, of It's Bob, and, and you are? And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The tea spilling tot, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It's opening week. This is one of the most exciting weeks of the NBA. We, Huge. We talk about uh, what trade deadline week, you know, finals, playoffs starting. Uh, if you had to rank the weeks, you know, All Star week, All Star weekend free is a agency. lot of fun. Free agency, yeah. but opening week, it's a lot of fun. It starts here, you know, tomorrow, and uh, they're going to be releasing the top seventy-five players this week, uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, every twenty-five years, we get this kind of and a lot of controversy over the top fifty. We'll see. There'll be all kinds of debates on um, uh, the Twitter sphere uh, over this top seventy-five and the snubs, but. The Mavericks play basketball this week, like meaningful basketball this week, and we're super hyped. On Thursday, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Mavs is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Lockdown Mavericks. We hit our goal. We hit our goal, 7,777 subscribers before the season started. We nailed it, guys. Thank you so much. Inching our way now to 8,000. Thank you for listening to us. Like you said, the Mavericks play on Thursday. So today we're going to be getting into the final roster was announced. There was a Frank Nilekino over Tyrell Terry situation. Tyrell Terry was cut from the team. We'll talk about that and explain why. And then we've been teasing it. We've been alluding to it. Haralaba Valgaris is back on Twitter, fully back on NBA Twitter, spilled some tea about a couple of things. And there's some, some interesting, like, like tidbits, nuggets, just his perspective on how things went down. We'll get into it. He talked about a bunch of players, that you know, the ones that got away, a bunch of players that the Mavericks could have gotten. So we'll speculate wildly about those players <laughs> like we love to do. He talked about uh, Josh Green versus Sadiq Bay. That was a whole conversation. He mentioned if he's the shadow GM. So we'll get into that. And then uh, just a bunch of other stuff we'll talk about with, with Haralaba Valgaris. So we'll get into that. Uh, but yeah, let's focus on the NBA, you know, the, the Mavericks final roster situation. Let's get into it. The Mavericks named their roster. They kept Trey Burke. They kept Frank Nilakina, and they kept um, everyone else except for Tyrell Terry and Ferran Hunt and Carleek Jones. The The two-way guys stayed the two-way guys in, in Eugene Almarui and Ja'Cory McLaughlin, and they got rid of Tyrell Terry. What was your initial reaction when, when it said that the Mavericks were releasing Tyrell Terry? Uh, super bummer for him. Uh, that, that was my initial reaction to it. Um, exchanged a few texts uh, or texts with him as soon as it came out. And you guys know I did a story with him right after he got drafted. And I just felt for him because we sat down with him, you know, what was it? Gosh, I don't know how many weeks ago. Media on day. Media day, yeah. And 
talked to him, you know, and he opened up to us about why he missed last year. He was gone away from the team and he opened up about his mental health. You go back and listen to that, you know, watch it on YouTube and how he learned so much about himself and his family history in regards to mental health. He had to take some time away from the game. And now, you know, there's a family situation going on. He's been away from the team. So it's just really unfortunate for him because it's not like, you know, we're looking at it. He did something, you know, all this stuff on the court. Even Jason Kidd, you asked a great question, you know, after the game the other day. And he was like, hey, I, I can't really like I can't really say anything about it. It's like he almost couldn't like um, he couldn't help himself. <laughs> well, it's like he couldn't really like judge the the play of Tyrell because he hasn't gotten to really see it a ton because Ty, oh, yeah, you know, Ty's been gone. And I'll say this, too. I, I've been kind of disappointed with a little bit of the conversation happening around Ty being gone of like, you know, some people kind of taking it into this fandom in general, but fandom taking it a step further, like see it by you can't even be around the team. Then leave, you know, see it, you know, see it, Ty tearing all this stuff. I'm like, OK, well, how like we want to talk about mental health, but when someone has to step away from the game, then we want to. Oh, well, you can't be around the team and all. like, come on. Like, I, I just I haven't liked some of that discourse and that conversation, you know, kind of uh bashing. If you want to talk about, you know, Ty, whether you think his basketball skills are, you know, suitable for long-term in the NBA, that's one conversation. But if you're going to really bash the guy because he wasn't around the team because of mental health and a family situation, I'm not here for that. So I feel for him right now. And I hope he latches on to another organization. Yeah, that that's the whole conversation you you don't want to see. And it, it is just lazy takes on Oh well, you know he, he best best ability is availability. He can't stay with the team. That whole kind of thing. And I think it's sort of being treated unfairly because you don't. The, both situations are different. The one that he's in right now, away from the team, is different than the situation he was in last season when he was away from the team. So, yeah, say say what you want to say about his skills, but trying to judge what he's away for and why and and all that is just kind of that's too much. We don't know enough about that situation. Uh, On to the roster, though. You said yeah. you mentioned it. Jason Kidd did tell us after the Mavericks' last preseason game, he said, we had to make a decision between Frank Nilakina and Tyrell Terry, and we chose Frank. And that was fascinating to me because it came down to those two guys. It didn't come down to a Trey Burke situation. It didn't come down to somebody else on the team. It came down, or, you know, Moses Brown or whoever. It came down to Frank and, and Tyrell Terry, which is, was really interesting. I think a lot of people thought it was between Trey Burke and Frank Nilakina, when instead it was about... Frank Nilakina and Tyrell Terry. Yeah, you know, because, you know, Ty was just a second round draft pick, you know, last year. Second round pick. I think we 31st through- pick. He was the first pick in the second round. So, I mean, yes. But but we still need to throw that out there because it, that was another discourse that was happening after he got, you know, after he got released and wave was, oh my gosh, look at that 2020 draft. I'm like, okay, well. I mean, it isn't looking good. But, but let's, I mean, I tweeted out, I'm like, hey, let's look at the other players in the second round that, you know, we're taking in the, in, in the 2020 draft. It's like, all right, are you losing sleep over them not taking, you know, insert whatever player that was drafted after Tyrell Terry? The only one that you could maybe, maybe think about is Xavier Tillman. It's like, The okay. ones that went after him. Yeah, so it's like, second rounders are swings. Like, it's unfortunate. I Like, I hate that they didn't work out, him and Tyler Bay, but I'm not sitting here, like, going to sleep mad that a second round pick didn't work out. Now... If Josh Green doesn't work out, that's a different conversation because that's a different standard there. That's a top 20 pick. That's an 18th overall pick. If Josh Green turns out to be nothing, then that is that's a big whiff. And that that's a key part that could have been really crucial at that contract, that number, to build around Luca. So I understand the Josh Green thing, but taking the shots at Mavs over second round picks not working, I'm like, okay, come on. 
I'm, I'm out of here for that. Yeah, we'll go back into the 2020 draft when we talk about her Alba Valgaris comments a little bit later. So the Mavs, the Mavs final roster is is as it stands. They had a little bit of uh, they signed Justin, they signed uh, Justin Jackson back with the greatest floater in NBA history. I love. I just tweeted out the <laughs> transaction and I purposely didn't reply to anybody's tweet. I didn't <laughs> leave any of like the detail, like the whole Texas legend. I'm like, I'm just going to tweet out the and just let people be like, what, what the crap is happening? And uh, I thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah, so the Mavs signed Justin Jackson and EJ Onu. They're gonna they they basically signed them to then unsign them just so that they can have their rights to play for the Texas Legends. So the Texas Legends should be really good, right? With Carleek Jones, you got Justin Jackson, you're gonna have Ferran Hunt, you're probably gonna Best you're gonna have in the game. EJ Onu, you're gonna have a lot of guys. Probably Moses Brown will play some games for them, I'm guessing a couple here and there. It's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, and Tarot Terry could still play for them, right? We we don't know that. Yeah, he could. He could. I will say this about the final roster. Something that I didn't think would happen. When when this roster was put together, I didn't think, and I said on the spot, and I'll, I'm eating my crow right now, I never thought in a million years that the Mavericks would go into the season with all the centers on the roster. Yep, yep. I never did. And I, I said, I'm like, there's no way they're going to do it. Especially in today's day and age, there's no way they're going to take all of them into the season. And you know what they're doing? They're taking all of them into the season. So, uh, and. To me, yeah. that says they're really committed to Porzingis at the four. Committed to him at the four. I think there's a little bit to like being able to match up some salaries too. You know, you sure. cut Tyrell Terry. That's just a million dollars compared to. And I mean, some people might laugh and be like, "Who cares about a couple million? But like, you have a Trey Burke that's making what three, four million dollars. That's a little bit more money you could throw into a trade. Same thing with Willie Cauley Stein and that. But um, and you know, Moses is so young. You know, that could be a, a young, you know, ish piece to put into a deal later on. So. I get it to an extent, but basketball wise, I'm just I'm kind of surprised that they're taking that many centers. But we love Moses now, so I'm not complaining. Love Moses. <laughs> we do love Moses. <laughs> After all of our conversations with players, it was like, dang, I like all these guys. Yeah, the Mavs definitely have a move to make, and I think that's what this final roster tells us that they have a move to make sometime during the season. It could be small, it could just be on the fringes, but hopefully, it brings in some kind of secondary creator or somebody. Uh, to help the Mavericks. All right, coming up, let's get into the Haralba Valgaris talk. He talked a lot on Twitter. He said a lot of things. We'll, we'll get into all those things coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. If you are an NBA Daily Fantasy fanatic and you want to try a new game, something fun, something different, prize picks is the best NBA Daily Fantasy prop game on the market. It offers NBA props more than it offers it offers more props than any other Daily Fantasy operator and offers all the superstar players as well as the bench players as well. If you want to make a bet on probably Moses Brown rebounds, I bet you could go on prize picks and make that for the game on Thursday. Go check out all the stuff they have available for prize picks. You just basically pick Let's say it's Luka over under 30 points for their opening game on Thursday. You can pick the over. You can combine that with, let's say, Moses Brown over under like five rebounds. You pick the over on that. You can combine those two. Prize picks will give you the uh, the odds on that, and then they will... Uh, then you'll be able to, to put money down on it. You can go ahead and uh, also... Put down $100, and they will match that $100 if you use the promo code NBA. And they'll match anything up to $100 as well in an instant match using the promo code NBA. So go check out Prize Picks. The daily code, the NBA code is, the code is NBA, uh, prizepicks.com. Download their app as well. Also, I want to tell you about DirecTV Stream. We're getting to the point right now where everyone is like, how do I watch the Mavericks? I'm sure Brad Townsend or Callie Kaplan will come out with an article. The streaming oh, wars. Callie can- already did. 
Did she already? Yeah, she already came yeah. out with one. How how will you be able to watch the Mavericks this year? I ran into that problem where like I have YouTube TV. How am I supposed to watch the Mavericks? Direct TV Stream is a way you can watch the Mavericks this year. They have Valley Sports on it. Go check it out. Direct TV Stream. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. Go to directtv.com and you can see what is available with Direct TV Stream. Go check it out. Make sure check first. For your look for your area and your location, compatible device required. Content varies by package. Direct TV stream, directtv.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the tea that was spilt. Harrell Balvalgaris, he's back on Twitter. And uh, he's very clear several times that he had some offers from some other NBA teams to come join their analytics department or go join their, their organization in some way, but he's not interested in that. He likes the freedom of not being in the NBA. And so he is able to tweet wildly now, which, you know, is, is great. It's like when Magic Johnson got back on Twitter. You're like, ah, great. Magic Johnson can tweet wildly about things again. <laughs> and Harold Bobogaris is the same way. So he went off. He said a bunch of stuff. He kind of did an AMA, but then also just was just saying some things. The first one that stuck out to me, he talks about the ones that got away. And it was Nate Jones, who's a, you know, a well-known NBA figure, and said, I like the Mikhail Bridges thing after Mikhail Bridges got his extension. He says, I like Mikhail Bridges. Haralabal quote tweets that and says, the ones that got away chronologically, here we go. So this is players that the Mavericks could have gotten if a couple of things had gone right, whether the owner says yes or the the front office pulls off a move or something. These are the players that Haralabal says they he targeted basically that got away from the Mavericks. Mikael Bridges, Duncan Robinson, Robert Covington, Matisse Teibel, Alex Caruso, Christian Wood, Tyrese Halliburton. All those players could have been Mavericks at some point. And by the way, Geraldo Valgaris was a was an analytics guy that was brought in by Mark Cuban to the organization. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot everybody knows this at this point, but if you don't know this, he was brought in, for, you know, for Mark Cuban to have somebody else to kind of be a voice, the analytics voice for the team. And he really butted heads. There was this big article in the Athletic over the over the offseason where. He butted heads with Luca. He butted heads with, it seemed like, Carlisle, with Donnie Nelson, definitely with the people in the front office. We heard things about how he was butting heads in the front office. There's just all kinds of things that happened with that. It was a big conversation over the summer. Everybody asked Cuban, and everybody, is, is Bob still on the team? What about Bob? And now he's now he's gone. His contract was not renewed by Nico Harrison. So that's who Bob is. So he talks about players that got away. He actually did have some say in some of these players. And so Let's just speculate wildly and go through. When do we think these actually happen? So Mikael Bridges, the first one that comes to mind is like, okay, same draft as Luca. It's not like they were going to draft him over Luca. So maybe they had like a some kind of trade on the table available for that. That's the only thing that kind of makes sense because I don't think that, that Phoenix was looking to trade him after the draft. So um, maybe a, a draft trade, a draft night trade with uh, I think it was the 76ers that initially drafted him. Yeah, it's crazy when you look at Mikel and uh, Zaire Smith and their, I was texting with a friend of mine, uh, Scott, today about just the difference of careers in Mikel and uh, and Zaire Smith. And it's like one just got paid $20 million a year. The other one is not in the league anymore. What's he doing? Yeah, what's he doing? I don't even <laughs> um, know. But, but no, yeah, I mean, yes, uh, it would have probably had to be Luka Doncic's draft. 
Which, yeah, so that night... Not over Luca, but, you know, like you said, you know, Philly, Phoenix, they worked out a draft, you know, night trade. They had, we had all, if you remember draft night, the whole Mikel, like, oh, his mom worked for the you know, franchise in Philly. He's going to Philly. And then, <laughs> yeah, bam, he went that. to Phoenix. I forgot about that. <laughs> and all of that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think if we want to naturally try to uh, read between the lines here, saying yeah. could have been that draft, possibly so. And could they have walked away with that draft uh, with Luca and Mikel Bridges? I don't know. Now I will say that this. Would, that would have been that would have been awesome. You started the you phrased something in a way of like the Mavericks could have gotten these guys. He did like preface in this of saying like the reason why they didn't. It's not like that Dallas said no, and that's why they didn't get all of these players. He did preface this of saying well, like true. He it's says, the powers that be, whether it's the Mavericks or convincing the other teams that like to get them. That's true. That this was his quote <clears throat> about these players that got you know the the ones that got away. He says either couldn't pull off a deal or couldn't convince the powers that be to make the deal. So there's maybe a couple very, of very vague comment yeah, by so Bob there. <laughs> so it's like either the other team said no, or that Cuban could have no, got Giannis. Or, yeah. Right. But it's because either the powers that be, or you just couldn't work out a deal, yeah. you know I mean? So it's kind of hard to know which ones are, are which, but uh, yeah, the Mikhail Bridges one, it's, it's a fun. What if, because if the Mavs had Luca and Mikhail Bridges, that's a, that's a heck of a combination. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We love freaking love Mikael Bridges. We loved him before the draft for sure. Yeah, and some of these other names on that list, you know, Rob yeah. Covington. We, you know, that was reported on last draft. The same yeah. thing with Tyrese Halliburton. You know, a lot of yeah, a lot of these names. Now there were a couple of names on here that I I didn't know anything about uh, as far as like I knew about the Covington one, knew about the Bridges one, knew about the um, the Halliburton one, but the. You know, Christian, the, Christian Wood was a camp invite for the Mavs. Like he was one that literally got away because they didn't keep him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was in camp for Dallas, but like the Caruso one and the the you know the Thibel one. I'm 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 curious on how what that Caruso is weird because Caruso was in the G League for a while. Yeah, that yeah. one. That, yeah, that one's like okay. Well, the did Duncan you, Robinson one. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he was I an undrafted free agent in uh, yeah. that 2018 offseason as well so what if the mavericks had had gotten luca bridges and then duncan robinson as well heck yeah you're going well, you yeah yeah i don't want to do the whole like reporting game because i'm i'm not that type like we're not reporters but the whole like you talk to the right people it's like yeah they were there were some interest as far as like signing him as an undrafted guy but it, classifying him as a guy who like fell through the fingers you know we could have had him i don't know how close some of these were yeah, right. So yeah, so let's. That's just all the players that he named in this. It's pretty interesting. So he he went back and forth with people about draft misses and and makes and apparently someone in the organization made him mad because they were talking about their hits and they didn't talk about their misses and so we're like, okay. Can I just? Uh, one, I just. I just want to say though, this. A free agent. We'll talk about it in a second. A free agent though that he did mention was uh he said pretty sure it's been widely reported that I wanted to sign X Y Z as a free agent one year. And are we going to gloat over the fact that he's had some injury issues since then and deal and deal would not have worked out thereby mocking, denigrating his struggles. That's Kemba Walker, right? Like that's, that's obviously to me, Kemba Walker, he's talking about there, which is interesting. Uh, well, he was, yeah, yeah. that he said it was him that wanted to, to sign Kemba. Yeah. Because when he, and he was like taken up for like why he wasn't talking about the, like, some people were kind of calling him out on like some of the misses and he was yeah. like, Hey, I'm, you know, why would I say and call out basically Kimba in this? And like, what's that going to do, you know, for him? Like we're, we're going to, yeah. So, and so I get why he's not doing that. But I found it interesting that he was the one pushing for that, which is, yeah, it, it's just yeah. interesting. 
Uh, yeah, but, but coming up, there's a bunch more to get into. There's the talk about the draft stuff, the Josh Green, Sadiq Bay draft, which is just something we've talked about a lot. But he also mentioned about being a shadow GM. He talks about sleeper teams in the NBA, best player development guys, a bunch of other questions we'll get into coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. I got a new pack. I'm excited to try. There's new flavors coming out. I there tried is, one today. Which one did you try? A blueberry. The blueberry one. What'd you think about it? Pretty good. Pretty good. I like the bl- it. Blueberry muffin coming out soon. They also have a pumpkin puff. Pumpkin spice everywhere, right? All that, all that pumpkin. Yeah. And so if you've tried the puff bars before, they have marshmallow in the middle of them. They're absolutely delicious. Go check it out. For a strawberry puff right now, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar. That's available on the website, built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's available right now. But the pumpkin one is coming soon. Blueberry muffin, regular built bar is coming soon. Go check it out. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your total order of anything you put on there. You can put the mint brownie, which is always solid. They have cookie dough chunk right now, Rocky Road, the strawberry puff. There's all kinds of great stuff you can check out on built. Use the promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more about Haralabob Balgaris. He was a part of the front office, and now he's not anymore, and now he's he's talking. He's talking a lot. So here's one. So he's talking about the hit. His big point, I guess, was people talk about the hits and misses of draft picks and and people and, and players that they, you know, wanted and and that, you know, he, there's apparently somebody in the front office that said that he has more hits than misses and that Haralabob doesn't think that's true. One of the comments he said was, I liked Josh over over S. Bay. Doesn't, doesn't even name him like over Sadiq Bay. Nobody vocally objected to that until the season was over. And those that did had Dennis Smith Jr. over uh, Donovan Mitchell and Bam and Wendell Carter Jr. over Trey Young. Drafting 18 to 20 year olds is hard. It's a little early to congratulate yourself on that one. So he's calling no. somebody out in the front office who said that they wanted Sadiq Bay over Josh Green. And we actually. <laughs> We, and I think many people in media thought that it was going to be Sadiq Bay over Josh Green. We were surprised that it was Josh Green. And so now he's coming after somebody saying that, well, if you know you want, you keep saying you wanted Sadiq Bay over Josh Green, but you also wanted Dennis Smith Jr. over Donovan Mitchell and, you know, uh, and Bam. And then Willie, Wendell Carter Jr. over Trey Young, right? Like, it's just, it's very, this is, he's just going after somebody. Yeah. Okay. This, this is where it got a little, um, it got a little just dumb for me. To be honest, like this is the it, this is giving me vibes of like my kids to where like I, I look at my son and be like, you're in trouble. And then my, my three year old saying, well, well, she did something, too. And it's like, <laughs> OK, like, what are we doing here? It's like you it feels like he's he's really heard the Josh Green, Sadiq Bay story. It's been reported. It's been everything's we out at this point. There was some discussion and debate on draft night, no matter like how he wants to like portray that on Twitter that, oh, there was nothing until after the season. Yeah. So that it's just the whole vibe of it's like, okay, well, well, if you want to call me out on this, well, this, this person did this with Dennis and didn't have like, they picked Dennis over. I'm like, what are we doing right now? You think you're so smart about basketball? (laughs) Well, you had, you had this over this, right? It's like, it's like draft guys just make it like going after each other on Twitter. It it just feels like the, like, it's, I mean, he's so smart and he is smarter than I will ever be in my life at anything. 
And it, it's just a it was a weird thing to see on Twitter that he was just like trying to just dive into this like, oh, yeah, I missed on this. But these guys missed on X, Y and Z. And it's <laughs> like, well, they did this and all that. It was just a weird thing. Like you he wanted Josh. He wanted some other people, too. He wanted DeLon, right? He wanted Josh Richardson. Like he wanted some other, like people miss. Like that's OK. Like it's part of the business. He said in all of his tweets, it's so hard in the draft process. And it really, really is. Yeah. But like. It was just that, yeah. Like, so I have issues with a couple of those tweets of the validity of those. It is interesting though, and it is and it is interesting <laughs> to look back and be like, okay, well, he, this is this is where the tension was, right? This is where the tension in the front office was was about these draft picks, about the players that you know you had on your board higher than somebody else. And so he go, he goes on to say, and if you're going to congratulate yourself, maybe take a look in the mirror on Dennis Smith Jr. versus Donovan Mitchell or or Bam Adebayo. To say nothing of the guy that had Luca at number two on his board and then did a media tour congratulating himself for discovering <laughs> him afterwards. So if you've listened to this podcast, you can maybe put two and two together and figure out who it is. He also said not DN, so not Donnie Nelson. He's not like calling out Donnie Nelson, but it's somebody yeah. in the Mavs organization. Uh, then he went on to say, you can, or Alabot went on to say, you can certainly pat yourself on the back when two of your picks were Dirk and Luca over you know, the course of 20 years, if that's your thing. But maybe don't knock others that whiffed on picks unless you are willing to acknowledge your whiffs too. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I mean, just. He also does the whole thing of like, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like bash on Sadiq Bay, but also I want to point out, basically the only reason he made all rookies is because he led rookies in minutes. You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, you're, you really are discrediting Sadiq Bay at this point. So it just, it's just, it, it comes across as the disgruntled ex-employee who's not with the company anymore that says, hey, I just want to air them all, all my crap out. And like, even the initial tweet of that, he quote tweeted like. It wasn't even to my knowledge, that Nate Jones tweet wasn't even a tweet at him, right? No, it was just not at all. he just quote tweeted and just start and which is it's fun. It's fun for content. I mean, we're doing a pod about it and people are listening and watching a YouTube video. Like and subscribe below. And <laughs> like I get I get all of that. It's just some people will take these tweets and believe at like a hundred percent of that. And there's there, there's a little bit that you know you could hear another side, you know, the other side on it. Here's one that I do believe though. Somebody asked him, well, weren't you the shadow GM, blah, blah, blah. Couldn't you just make this happen? And he says, I was never the GM nor shadow GM, which I, I like how he had to, he had to, he had to like Tim Cato's like, check. <laughs> I never discussed trades with other teams. Mavs had a GM and an owner who generally made the final decision. I was just one of the voices, albeit at times a very influential one. So I, th I I agree with that, right? He was. We, we agree yeah. that he was somebody in the organization. He was the one that liked Josh Green, and they drafted Josh Green. That's how influential his voice was at some point. 100%. So the line that's between— why there was a, That's why there was some tension on draft night because he sure. wanted Josh Green. Some other people in the room wanted Sadiq Bey. There was some tension there. Like, that—, that, that, that that's there, and he, and he won out on that. His, his side won out on that. They got Josh Green. What was interesting to me is the difference between being such an influential voice that they drafted Josh Green. They they, they drafted a player that you picked. Yeah. To, I'm not. I'm also not a shadow GM. So it's like, okay, well, they where's, drafted, where's and, the line there, right? And some other roster moves too. Like Donnie signed off on the Josh Richardson move, but he was a fan of Josh Richardson. He was a Brown big fan Bobbles, of yeah. yeah. He was a big fan of Delon Wright. So like that, you know. The the but. 
He's also, and he also had a point too, and he kind of put the Mavericks uh, kind of on the scope a little bit or the bullseye a little bit of when he uh, tweeted out a picture of you know the three-point. It was like the change in three-point percentage or something. The three-point rate compared three to point rate, there was. Uh, where it was last season. The, in the preseason, the Mavs three-point rate, so the percentage of shots they're taking that are threes compared to the percentage of shots that they were taking that were threes in the regular season last year. So just a, you know, just a solid like four games versus 72 game sample size. But yes. the Mavericks were the lowest. They, they taken the lowest percentage of threes compared to the threes that they'd taken, you know, last season in the regular season. But, but he, this is where he's going to track that. I think, and all of us will look at it too, of if the Mavericks offense doesn't perform at where it's been over the past few years, I think you're going to look at it and be like, dang, Harrell, <laughs> like Bob's gone. Like Bob, Bob for what? I mean, I, I have my issues with some of his tweets. I think it's some of us is kind of like whatever, but he's super smart and he yep. knows what he's doing when it comes to analytics and like what they were doing offensively. And he was all about the three and all about wings and comparing, he even tweet out. He's like, I'm more of a wing guy than bigs. Like he gets everything where the NBA is going and all of that. And so it will be very, very interesting to where if there is this drastic shift in their offense to where the three point rate, which, you know, on that chart, Dallas was last, on, you know, on that chart as far biggest as the difference, the biggest difference of going down in these three point attempts, which we've talked about some in the preseason. If that goes down and it doesn't equate in wins, then the Bob conversation isn't going anywhere then because then it's like, OK, well, he was a headache, but at least their offense was amazing. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, we, we, you know, you at least understood some of the offensive stuff. And so, it, you know, I don't, I don't even know what else to say about it. <laughs> I was yeah, just, so, so we'll see. Yeah. And it, it does say it's a four game sample size in preseason. So it, you know, it depends on who's playing. The Mavericks didn't have their starters for a lot of the preseason and all that. So there's all kinds of different, Reggie Bullock didn't play most of the preseason. There's all kinds of different things you can go in and, and look, I want to brag on number. Him. Yeah, and I want to brag on him one more time too. Look at that list of the guys who got away. How many of those guys would have been great in Dallas, right? Like, if he got his way oh, on all some, of them, if he got his way on on a lot of these, not just the misses. Like we, I'll sit there and highlight the misses yet, but I'll like he he wanted Mikel Bridges on this team. Like if they could have pulled off Rob Covington, if they could have pulled off Tyrese Halliburton, these these guys would have been great on yeah. on the Mavs. So I'm not sitting here saying either that you know, all Bob wanted was all bad. It's not that at all. I just it, there's it's give and take, right? It's what he's wanting with someone, you know, in, in the Mavs front office or past you know front office. But it it goes with him him too that he had his own misses and own issues. Last couple things I just want to bring up quickly. Someone asked him who are his three sleeper teams in the NBA. Uh, teams that haven't had a lot of you know playoff success that he thinks are going to be really good this year. He mentions Mavs, Warriors, Bulls, Kings. In that Warriors? order, question mark. Playoff success? Those are his teams he named. But he still believes in the Mavs, which is interesting to me. It's just, his, he just has qualms about what this front office member said about his, his drafts picking right I, I, th I do think he had another tweet too saying that he does not believe this current roster is championship caliber roster no which I, I mean I, we agree with him on that yeah well hmm. you think this roster is championship caliber right now you're buying but into the four game preseason hype there's a path there's a path I don't want to say I, I'm not ready to say yeah, and but, push but all my chips like in the middle and say no but he's the past not, I mean, few years I'm pushing him into the middle saying no no way at all this year, I'm like, all right, I would lean no, but there's a few few pathways that things could turn sure, out. Sure, there's a, there's a path, but you're not saying they're a contender. 
I don't put them in that group of Brooklyn, you know, right. Lakers, Bucks, but right. I think they could be in that next group. Sure. Right. Uh, then he also said, someone asked him, who's the best player development guy in the NBA? He said, this is a tough one to answer unless you're able to watch practice and workouts. I had the pleasure of working with the legendary God, Sham God, and he has to be up there with one of the best player development guys around. I just love that that he also gave Sham God that shout out, but that he's still on the Mavs. He he made it through the the coaching change. He's still on the Mavs working with guys. We actually have talked about on this show before the work that he did with Harrison Barnes to get him to yeah. be a much better, you know, off the dribble player and all that. He's really he really helped his game out a lot. So I just thought that was a positive note from this this whole thing that he thinks that that Sham God is one of the guys that has really you know helped guys in the league. Yeah, I really liked when he said that. I thought it was awesome. Um, just giving, you know, giving God some pub, you know? <laughs> God gives gives himself his own pub. There's, every player loves God, Sham God. And it's, true. it's like, you can't find anybody who talks negative about this guy. And yeah, he just seems awesome. Glad he's still on the map. So there you oh, go. Yeah. Go check it out. Haral Bob on Twitter. There's, there's all kinds of other stuff we didn't get into. but The Bob Beacon was lit today between oh, all was, Ma- Mavs fans and media of text of like, go to Bob's Twitter right now. But and, it uh, fell under the radar because it was happening during like football and that crazy Cowboys game and the, the WNBA finals. Shout out to the sky. Yeah. And for what it's worth, we get regular Bob back. Like you were saying That's with the true. magic thing. like. Yeah. If if y'all didn't if you didn't follow Bob or you didn't know anything about Bob before the Mavs, like he used to do this all the time. He used to put some coaches on blast and all all this stuff. And it's like now you kind of get you know Bob back in the NBA Twitter world, and I'm just waiting for him to go on Simmons and really air it out. Oh, he also he also said mad props or mad respect and love to Rick Carlisle, which I found interesting too. So there's no like bad blood at least between them two on his on his side of it. On his side of it. I want to. I want to see uh, Rick's tweet back to that. Oh, I don't want to see Rick's tweets at all. <laughs> there you go, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll get into what we learned from the preseason. We had to sort of push that because of the final roster and then the Haral Boss stuff. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Maybe get into the seventy-five players. Join us tomorrow, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA. Go listen to Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Make that your second listen. Josh Lloyd doing incredible things on YouTube and on the podcast, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Boom.